I'm content creator Corey Walmsley, the founder of Aurora Corealis Publishing. I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs make a big impact by turning the next page with tools, tips, and resources that empower and connect the dots through books, publishing, and more. Every episode includes me, along with a featured guest on my globally recognized show, Page Turner Studio with Corey. Welcome. This is Paige Turner's Studio with Corey. I'm your host, Corey Walmsley. I'm CEO of Aurora Corealis Publishing and an author and writing coach. I've written 10 books. My 10th one actually comes out this fall. So be on the lookout for The Treasures We Seek. Today, we have another amazing guest. We're going to be talking to Heidi Park-Herner, who is one of my authors, and we all just love Heidi. She's an amazing woman. So I'm very excited for you to meet her. We're going to be talking about how to play bigger with confidence, charisma, and courage with speaker coach Heidi Parkerner. And you'll learn a little bit about her book today and why confidence, charisma, and courage are so important to her. So let me introduce her and we'll bring her on. Heidi Parkerner is the author of Step Into Your Spotlight, which is this gorgeous book here. And she's a uh, She's a presentation skills coach, international speaker, and executive consultant. She supports success-driven professionals on how to deliver presentations with ease and confidence. So we're going to bring her in from the green room. Welcome, Heidi. Hello, Corey. Thank you so much for having me today. This is so exciting to be on your show. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for being on. I'm really excited. Yes, we do. And again, thank you for wearing pink, which is my signature color for my book. So I love that. You look of course, got to, got to match all our stuff together. I know you've got your sparkly earrings. So there you can talk about confidence and charisma. You've already got it. <laughs> At least my earrings have it. <laughs> That's it. You've got it too. You've got yeah. it too. Yeah. So let's talk about this book. Um, I know it was in your head for a long time. And we finally published the book this spring. So tell me a little bit about what inspired you to write this book. And I'm going to pop it up on the screen so everybody can see it. Great. Thank you. Yes. What inspired me, well, first of all, as you know, behind the scenes, is that as a speaker, uh, I always wanted, I had inside of me words that I wanted to share. But I feel like I'm more of a speaker, so it was hard to put words to writing. Mm -hmm. However... The women that I've worked with over the last 30 years, the tools and techniques that I coach them on, I see that it transforms their lives. And it's like, you know what? I want to make a bigger impact. I had a whispering in my soul that said, I want to play bigger. I want to get my message out there to more people. Mm -hmm. So I just made the commitment with a support people and a support team like yourself to say, I am ready, let's let's get it out there. And I wanna share my tools, my techniques with other women. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, it's, there are times when I'm sure you're like, I can't believe I got through that process because it is, I mean, this is not a thin book. This is a, a pretty big one here. Um, and I wanted to mention, because you, you did say that, you know, as a speaker, sometimes it is harder 
to be able to sit down and write. And one of my favorite tips to give people who feel more comfortable speaking is to speak your book, to make sure that you have a solid outline, but then go in and say, all right, chapter two, this is what we're talking about. And to actually speak it by using either a, um, a, an app or some sort of a tool for your computer, um, or even if you just open up an email and click on the microphone and just start talking. Is that something that you used? No. <laughs> Those are all great ideas. I should say I try them along the way. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, and I think, and this is a part of what I talk about in the book, one of the tools is ask for help. You know, I kept mm -hmm. trying to do it on myself. I didn't have the discipline. Excuses came up, other things. And accountability. Yeah. So working with a coach like yourself, having deadlines, having it to be done, and the big thing is just really trusting yourself. So I had the accountability. I had a team trusting my writing and trusting that the team wants me to win. So yeah. if I started criticizing myself and my grammar's not great, I'm not a writer, I'm a speaker, they've got me. So, um, you know, it was definitely a team effort for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too, to be able to rely on other people to help you make that dream come true. And I feel like sometimes especially authors have trouble with this, like sharing their baby with other people. Um, I've run into a lot of issues where people will hand me a manuscript and then they're like, oh my God, there's so much red. Why is it so red? And it's like, it's okay. You're not wrong. We're just working together on the same vision to make it beautiful. Yes. And that's, what's beautiful is that there is this team that can help you do that and pull it together and your thoughts. And then they're encouraging you and, you know, I know for me, one of my first coaches really, when I first presented the book, I had a developmental editor before I could even bring it to you. I had talked yeah. to you several years prior and I needed work beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I just brought a bunch of papers and she's like, you need to go deeper. I'm like, oh, that's so vulnerable. There were so many layers. Yeah. But it's interesting because I make the analogy I teach speakers how to be vulnerable and speak. And they go through the same process of like, they're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of being seen vulnerable. I can get up on stage. I can be vulnerable. I can cry. But to write it out, it's a whole different process. So I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful it's done. And I'm happy that I'm getting um, wonderful responses and people, you know, feeling good about the book of the tools that are in the book to take them to the next level. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love one of the things that I think Heidi does really well is she talks about her book. This was published in February of 23 and she's still talking about it. It's still a tool for her business. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I want to actually start uh, seminars mm -hmm. and uh, step into your spotlight. And as you know, you were at the, uh, book launch, which was theatrically done where the characters came alive in the book. So I feel like in so many ways, I'm just getting started. You know, I'm just getting started. So it's it's nice, though, to, to share and to be with people like you and just to get the message out there for people that are interested in hearing about it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes, definitely just getting started on the amazing impact that this can have. Yes. So I wanted to share Heidi's impactful page turner share stepping into confidence, charisma, and courage and out of my comfort zone on a daily basis is what drives me to play bigger and to help others to live their dreams and make an impact. That sounds incredibly scary. How, how do you do this? <laughs> 
Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electricast. You know, I tell people, and I know they always laugh when I say this, but truly, I'm an introvert, and I call myself a recovering introvert. It's still sometimes a push for me to put myself out there on a daily basis. However, the deeper part of me says, I know I'm supposed to be out there. Otherwise, if I was in my comfort zone, I would be in bed all day eating snacks and watching Lifetime you know, movies. <laughs> you know, I want to hide and I attract other introverts. A lot of extroverts don't need me. Maybe they want to polish their skills or a little more charisma. But what I love is working with people who are more shy and quiet, but there's something nagging at their soul saying they want to play bigger. And that's who I am. It's I wouldn't have, you know, my women's networking group, the coffee club teams. I wouldn't be a speaker putting myself out there if I stayed in my comfort zone. So I am a firm believer in, come on, gals, let's get out there, get out of our comfort zone, because we all have gifts. And how can you get your gift out there into the world? So it's um, it's a calling. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that's something I've felt, too. I am an introvert. I know most people don't know that, but I much prefer to be, you know, I, I love talking to people. I love being out and about. But my quiet time is always at home, reading a book, watching a movie, doing things that help me just kind of nurture my soul and get realigned so I can step back out and, you know, do my thing and help other people. And I think it's important to understand how we function, um, knowing that you're an introvert and knowing that like you like to go sit and watch some Lifetime movies. Like, I think that's incredibly important. So thank you for talking about that. Yeah, and that's what replenishes me. So I'll do speaking engagements and then I plan and organize so I have downtime because I give so much energy out. Yeah. So it is, it's it's important. And that's what, you know, the whole process of the book is just really better understanding yourself, shining a light on yourself and what do you need. But you don't want to go to your deathbed, as they say, with these dreams still inside of you. So, yeah. and, and I love seeing women blossom and that's the biggest gift back that I get to see all these women that I sort of attract who are shy and quiet and hiding in the corner and now they're like hello world (laughs) here I am and it's a beautiful unfolding so um you know I'm gonna keep doing it because I keep seeing the results from these women who are playing bigger yeah I love that So Heidi's being a page turner tip is asking for help, getting a coach and creating a dream team is the only way, only way to achieve one's goal. And we already mentioned about doing that for the book. How else do you do that? In every area of my life, I really believe in the power of accountability. 
So for example, I've had so many coaches, you know, the coach always needs the coach. I feel like there's so many people that say, I'll just do it on my own. We are super women. And then they wonder why they crash or don't get things done. So whether it's at different times of my life, working on my spirituality, I got a spiritual coach working on my clutter control. I got a clutter organizer. <laughs> I mean, I'm a firm believer in asking for help. And that's something a lot of women have challenging you know, they're challenged by because they are perfectionistic. I should be able to do this on my own. So asking for help in all areas of your life, for example, a big part of what I do is helping people with their public speaking. And people just feel like they should know how to public speak. Well, maybe they get up there and just kind of read their notes. That's not public speaking. Right. Ask for help to go to the next level. So that's, that's one of my tools is not to be afraid. And it's vulnerable to ask for help. You know, but then you have a team to support you and it's beautiful when you get these results. I mean, without a team, your whole team, your PR team, you, the cover girl, I would not have this physical book. You know, I'm still, hello, I'm still <laughs> kind of in shock with the whole, I know, the whole piece. I mean, but it's, I did it. Yeah. You know, I've been talking about this for so long. So this is a, a beautiful legacy piece for me right now. Yeah. Because yeah. I asked for help. And you know what? It takes a while. So I'll reveal behind closed doors because that's what I do with Corey. I mean, way before it was years, it was several years. I saw Corey. I called her. I muddled about it. I called her again, you know, maybe a year later. It took me a couple years to even make the commitment. So it's, I'm still slow moving as many of us are, but the whispering wouldn't go away. And you kept popping up. So, um, yeah. So get ready. There might be a second book. You just never know. Now that I'm on a roll, that's what you do with a lot of your authors, right? I see that they write the first book and then I know you're obviously accomplished, but they then they start creating the new books. Yeah. Yeah. I think that once you've got it kind of under your belt too, you've been through that process, process it makes it a lot easier to see from start to finish and say, oh, okay, that is doable. Just yeah. like any other process. Um, yeah. Just like I'm sure, you know, going to a speaking event, creating a speech, like all of that stuff. When people first start out, they're like, I have to find a place to speak and I have to figure out what I'm going to talk about. And I have to understand how to stand and how to present myself like right. that's all much stuff. But yeah, you figure it out and then you do it again. And then it's practice, and it's practice, and it's practice, and uh, they know what they're getting into. So absolutely, it's a process. As Like you said, everything is. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to share my turn the page with Corey tip. If you have a big dream, you absolutely can't stay quiet about it. And you have two introverts here telling you, don't yes. be quiet about it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. how? what are some different ways that you don't stay quiet about your dreams. I know I see you on social all the time talking about your books. What else are you doing? Well, I'm always doing a lot of things. I also have a women's networking group here in Erie, Pennsylvania. It's actually global now, though. It's called the Coffee Club Divas. And again, it's a group of women who come together to network, but it's also how can we play bigger and how can we support one another? So again, this is also sort of going to be a plug for you, but we're, we're also now in a team working together. That one, I'm going to tell you a story, one of my divas who's been with me for about 10 years, she's very open with her story that she came to 
she joined the Divas in her late 60s mm-hmm. and she had been let go of a job and couldn't find a job in her career. And she had a master's degree because of her age. And she joined the Divas. And even though on the surface there she has, you know, she's very beautiful and well put together, there was still this little girl inside that knew there was something else that she wanted to do, but didn't have the confidence mm-hmm. to do it. But she believed in this tribe and again, asking for help and support. And as a result through the years of my coaching and her taking many of my classes, presentation skills, communication skills, I also do seminars where I take women on a deeper dive and we do mastermind groups. And I kept saying to her, you're supposed to be writing a book. And she's like, I've always thought about that, but I could never do it. I go, I don't know how. And this was several years ago, Corey, you probably don't even know that part of the story several years ago. And again, even though she has this wonderful personality, there was still a part of her that didn't believe in herself. So at age, how old is she now? Maybe 72, a year ago, she wrote her first anthology book, Through You, Corey Publishing, for women over 60. I was one of the authors. And then she's doing it again, back to women, writing a second book, doing it with so much more confidence. So not only, though, here's the impact that this this makes, is not only is she living her dream, being powerful, and I just actually, back to social media, wrote her a love letter on social media today. She's taking all my women, my divas, there's 20 women in the new book, 15 of them are divas, to a whole nother level. She's being a ringleader. Not to say there's not ups and downs and being a a leader can bring its own set of challenges, but she's bringing out these other 15 women to experience being an author for the first time. But again, if she stayed in her quiet zone, if she didn't listen to that whispering, if she didn't do self-development classes, hire a coach, she wouldn't be playing bigger. So what do I do with my other time aside from marketing my book? I'm the ringleader. Yeah. For these divas, there's there's really that part of me. I love women entrepreneurs, but they're the other part of me. I'm very busy. Is I am a corporate speaker, so I go into corporations on a regular basis. I think I had them looking at my calendar for speaking engagements last week to this week, where I go in and anything soft skills because of my background as a speaker, but also as a therapist, uh, working with teams, sales teams corporate executives on polishing their presentations, how to deal with difficult people, team building, stress management, leadership skills. Mm -hmm. So all of that makes for a very interesting day. (laughs) I wear many hats. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. (laughs) But I think that the, the big takeaway from all of that is if Heidi was staying quiet, she wouldn't be impacting other women who are then impacting other women and, you know, on down the line. So there's this beautiful ripple effect that happens because Heidi is stepping into her spotlight, as she says on her book, she's stepping into her spotlight and she's helping other people shine by doing that. So I think that's a beautiful lesson to take from this. Thank you. And, And I agree. And then again, so I could train, it's like being a leader And I love training other leaders and then training a Linda who is then stepping into her spotlight and then bringing all these other women along. So it is a beautiful, I love the the phrase ripple effect. Yeah. And um, yes. 
Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to share my make an impact with Corey tip. Sometimes courage comes from knowing you need to step up so others can get the help they need. And what I mean by that is sometimes when we are especially introverts and we're very comfortable in that comfort zone and we're like, I don't really feel like I can do it. I, it's me, you know, it, I can't push myself forward. Sometimes we have to think about, you know, all these people we're going to impact as, you know, Heidi did with Linda and with all the other women for that book. Sometimes we have to think about that ripple effect and that can give us courage because we know, you know, someone out there needs to hear my story. Someone out, someone out there needs me to step up. Is, have you ever had to kind of go back to that piece? Oh, absolutely. All the time. I mean, and I love how you phrased it because it's putting our own selves aside. It's almost putting our own ego. And like, Heidi, it's not about you. Based on where you are spiritually, it's like, okay, God gave you, why did I, why did God give me this big personality? You know, <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing something with it. You know, we've all been given gifts and it took me a long time to find and own my gift. And then again, to say the courage, it's like, if I don't put myself out there, I'm not making a difference. So it does take courage. And where does that come from? It's putting quiet, introverted, shy little girl Heidi aside and saying, you'll get your little snacks later or we'll do something special. But for right now, let's put ourselves out there and let's be vulnerable. But let's know for it's for a bigger impact. And it's interesting as I'm saying this, this is what I teach people in public speaking. That when they get so nervous when they're in front of a group, it's because they're so thinking about themselves. Ooh, how do I look? How's my lipstick? How's my hair? When I train them to let that go and just give the audience the message, let ourselves go, the nerves go away. Yeah. And so the same thing if when I don't feel like doing something or speaking or marketing, because marketing, you're always putting yourself out there. It's very vulnerable. It's like if I can impact one person, and change their life, and they can impact others, that I'm doing my life's work. Yeah, I love that. Everybody write that down. <laughs> that is a really good thing to keep in your head. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and we keep talking about courage, confidence, and charisma. So I did want to go back to the book and also your story. Why is it that we keep talking about courage, confidence, and charisma. These are the three sisters. Yeah. So I call the book, and I name them my three sisters, and I actually have three sisters who inspired confidence, charisma, and courage. And where this all came from, you know, the short story is being so shy as a child. Mm -hmm. And I talk about this again in the book, that I was so shy, my mother would bribe me with money if I would just say hello to the boy next door. I mean, I just didn't talk to anybody. And I was a geek in school. This is like middle school going into high school because I was so shy and quiet. But I longed, even at that age, I'm 14, 13, I wanted to be one of the popular girls. And I'd see when they would walk into the room and, you know, all the boys wanted to back then go steady with them and the girls wanted to be their friends and I wanted that I didn't like being the quiet shy girl 
that's what I was, but I didn't like it. I'm like, I want to be like that. But it was almost too late. I was in high school. They kind of dubbed me, you know, the shy, geeky, tall girl in the back. So when it was announced that we were going to be moving out of Syracuse, New York, to Erie, Pennsylvania, to a new school, I thought, this is my time. Nobody knows me. Yeah. I can be whoever I want to be. And I developed what I call confidence and charisma because these girls in high school had charisma. What was it about them? They walked into a room, they smiled, they had confidence. Mm-hmm. The way they walked, the way they talked. They, they had courage to be a leader because we, everybody was following them. And I'm like, I'm going to incorporate those three sisters and I'm going to practice stepping into, or I call it, I call it in the book, you know, not everyone loves the phrase, but I love it, fake it to make it. Mm-hmm. And that summer before going to my new school, I practiced, I didn't know the word then called affirmations, but I'd look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you're wonderful, you're beautiful, nobody knows you. I would practice conversational skills. I dressed differently. I started watching the magazines. I played theatrically with my look Mm -hmm. and my talk. And I walked into that new school at 15 years old, like it was a red carpet. And everybody (laughs) wanted to be my friend. Yeah. And it felt good. I love that. And I've carried that through my life. And when I dipped low, so that was high school and then moving, you know, after college, moving out to Los Angeles for 20 years and getting involved in these networking groups. I was intimidated. That shy little girl came up and I would see these women's networking groups and these powerful women who had created business from, from scratch. And they would walk into a networking room with that confidence and that charisma. And I found myself hiding in the ladies' room. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say. These are powerful women. But again, as introverts, Corey, you know, we watch. And I'm like, how do they handle conversations? How do they walk? How do they dress? How do they talk? And I started acting as if. And then the next thing you know, I was the leader. (laughs) Uh It worked. These tools worked. I needed that to get me out of my own self, to be a little theatrical, to play, Mm -hmm. and to step into that role. And then eventually, I owned that role. I love that. I I've heard the story multiple times, and it's yes, fun. I, <laughs> I love hearing it because I think there's so much to take away from that, um, and we do learn a lot by watching other people and not just saying, "I want that," some of that for me, please, but also going, "How can I make that happen?" And you made that happen so early in your life, and I just think that's so inspirational. Thank you. So, I mean, and those are some of the tips that I talk about in the book is the little things. So I get pushed back. I've been doing this for a long time. Like I have to be my authentic self, Heidi. I'm like, great. How's that working out for you? You know, a big part, Corey, which is still fascinating to me. And I write about it, of course, in my book. Mm -hmm. And none of this stuff is new. You know, Adele Carnegie wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People or How to Influence People, Win Friends. He has a whole chapter on just smiling. Yeah. I work with so many people, so many corporate people. They call it the resting bee face. Have you heard yeah. of that? Say the bad word on your podcast. <laughs> and as simple, and I do this in my seminars, and I, and I have fun with it, to put on a smile, okay, then you're approachable. 
But that's mm-hmm. called charisma, stepping into it. Just those, it's, sometimes it's little and sometimes it's letting people give you that coaching that like, hello, smile so you can be more approachable. And then the person saying, oh, what would happen if I smiled and I was more approachable? Let me see what that feels like. So there are little tools, but they become big. If you want that, not everybody wants charisma. That's fine. <laughs> True. Yeah. So when, I, when I do ask people in my seminars, how many of you want to have more charisma? Everybody raises their hand and I say, why? Because they know intellectual charisma will bring them more, more um, I was going to say more Christmas. Yes, more Christmas and more gifts yeah. and people and likability factor. And whether it's sales or clients or more money, um, or people following you as a leader, relationships, it works, but it's the, it's the little things that we forget about. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great little tip too. Just remembering to smile. It changes so much. So before we hop off, I want to ask you one more question. Sure. What's your favorite tip for speakers who want to present better? And we already got the smile tip. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that is a big tip. And we yeah. talked a little bit too about getting out of your own way. So not so focused on what other people are thinking about yourself. Well, one of my big tips I talk about as a speaker is not to wing it. So many people I hear and they're like, oh, I'm comfortable doing this. And then they get up there. And what I see over and over again is they dance around the mulberry bush. They don't have a focus. They don't have a point. And then the problem is the audience loses focus. They don't stay with them. So there is a structure and a template to being a speaker to still let your authentic piece come out, but just to be conversational and to dance around the mulberry bush. Like today, you're keeping this on track, Corey. That's your job. (laughs) So as a speaker, how do we keep ourselves on track for the audience? So my number one skill is don't wing it. Be prepared. Go to Toastmasters, take classes online, hire a speaking coach to help you. There is a structure, like anything, like if I just wrote a book and self-published it, it would be all over the place. Like, you know, that I've learned from you, Corey, there's a whole developmental process of how to write a book and how to write. It's the same thing with speaking. It's a skill. So not to wing it. That's my tip. I love that. Um, and as an introvert, it would terrify me to wing it. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that's, that yeah. would be, yeah, that's helpful. Yes. It's really surprising that that's something that uh, people do, but wow. <laughs> they do. I'll just tell you a quick story. Like I had, because when I run these networking events, I often will bring in speakers and I had this one speaker and she was very high level, had written several books and had yeah. been with many well-known name people. And I go, because I like to vet them a little bit, and you know, so tell me how, you know, the structure we're talking. She said, ding, 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 I'm going to wing it. I was like, eek. That's always a little bit of a red flag, but I'm like, you know what, Heidi? I'm sure she's great. She's done speaking before, and I've seen this happen so many times. And then she got up there, and then she put it on the audience. Like, so what do you want me to talk about? The audience was like, I don't know. She didn't take control. She was all over the place. Yeah. You know, and it was the first time probably ever got kind of some complaints from the audience member. She was just wigging it. So it's so important to have your point, to practice, to be clear. Um, even if you're confident, that's great. Yeah. 
get clear on your message. Don't wing it. Yes. Really great tip. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I wish we could sit here and talk about this stuff all day. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on today. I loved talking to you about, um, about speaking and about your book. Here it is again. Yes. Thank you everybody. And uh, <laughs> this is on Amazon or you can get the Kindle version for anybody that's local here in the Erie, Pennsylvania. It's at our local bookstores. And uh, thank you, Corey, for being on your show today. Congratulations to you. I keep seeing you play bigger. Thank you. And uh, for just being one of my, I consider you one of my dream team and VIP. And I know when I have questions about marketing and book, uh, you're my go-to gal. So I appreciate all of your support. Yeah, thank you. Well, we love being part of your dream team. Thank you. Good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Heidi. And I'm going to send you back to the green room. We're going to wrap up. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Oh, that was another great episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. Make sure you join me for future episodes every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, or if you're in the eastern part of the United States, 10 a.m. I'll be featuring another guest talking about books and business and all the wonderful things that happen in between. So have a Page Turner day. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products and services at auroracorealispublishing.com. Make sure to join me for another episode every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central on my globally recognized show, Page Turner's Studio with Corey.